are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful and charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's show, it's going to be a little bit weird of a format. We're only going to do two segments today, but they're going to be two really long segments. So still the standard length of a podcast. So you guys get only two segments because uh, this one was hard to break up. We got Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully on the pod today. We're going to be talking a whole lot about uh, just bringing action back to the sport, talking about foreign substances, universal DH rule, uh, pace of play. We're talking a whole lot about rules and increasing the action in the sport. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But first, Stat Hero. The first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump right into the pod. Okay, guys, Locked On listeners, I believe it's his first time on the pod. I've been on Locked On MLB before, but this is his grand entrance. We were just talking. This this is a movie star, a superstar right here. Been on HBO before, a TV star. We got Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Say what's up to the Locked On D-backs listeners. They can't see you make all those crazy gestures, though. I know. I did those for you. Hey, Locked On Diamondbacks folks. And uh, thanks for having me on board, man. Yeah, you've been you did uh, you did a guest spot, and I think you did one of my quiz shows. Uh, you were a contestant oh, yeah. on one of my quiz shows. Which, uh, I I have another quiz show completely written, completely ready to go. So one of these days, I'll figure out when I'm actually going to do that one. But it's uh, baseball and pop culture. Is that it's like uh, baseball as featured in the movies in, mm. in song in television and you know players who make guest appearances on tv shows and in movies and uh it's a pretty it should be a fun episode because there's a lot of uh there's a lot of cool cameos and things like that so yeah i forgot i was on the quiz show i think i was on your first ever quiz show that yeah i think so too and i was working out the kinks so yeah it was fun so if you ever need me to come back on i actually had a lot of fun doing that i would love to come on cool i would love to come on another quiz show but uh it was tough your questions i'm not gonna lie there's some questions there that i i had no idea what the answer was i think i'm not gonna give i'm not gonna just hand the victory to people there's gotta be there's gotta be some challenges there you know that's true. And uh, it looks like MLB doesn't want to hand out any more easy victories either, because right now they're cracking down on the foreign substances. So I'm sure you yeah. I'm sure you've heard of this. You know, you probably discussed a little bit of this on the Locked on MLB podcast. Yeah, a little bit. I've kind of taken the weird stance that you know, part of me wants to have the pitchers continue to use it if we let the hitters roid up. Okay. Because if we're going to, you know, if we're instead of taking away the advantages, let's start building up the advantages. Yeah. Because it's, it's for entertainment purposes. 
So, you know, why don't we say, all right, let's, uh, you know, we're obviously the pitchers are at a huge advantage right now. We're seeing, you know, offense plummet. The thing that's to me really interesting is that you're seeing that a performance where you strike out more batters than innings pitched used to be, oh, wow, look at that. He got 10 strikeouts in seven innings. That's a really great performance. Mm -hmm. Now that's Thursday. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just, it's just commonplace. And, and, you know, we're probably going to see if someone throws enough innings, we're probably going to see a couple people approach 300 strikeouts this year as a starting pitcher. And uh, there's also not the same stigma for the batters to strike out as there used to be. So uh, you're seeing the strikeout totals go through the roof. Um, You know, it's it's interesting. It, it's during the '90s when baseball had its resurgence of popularity in the wake of the strike that they needed to have offensive numbers become absurd mm-hmm. to get people into the save. So now the pendulum has swung the other way, which makes us wonder: at what point is the pendulum perfect right down the middle? You know, because it's you know if it's constantly swinging back and forth. Uh, there must be a point where everything aligned perfectly. And I would, I wonder if given the hitters a chance to roid up again, will give us a chance to see the best spin rate pitching and, uh, and also the defense doing their shifts and everything like that up against players who are all, you know, completely jacked up and yoked up. Uh, we'll see, we'll see what's the best uh, combination there. Yeah, but, yeah. I was gonna say because uh, definitely, uh, I just want an even playing field. And so, if pitchers are cheating with illegal substances, let's get that out of there. But at the same time, and we could also make an even playing field, like you said, because I was talking to Connor Newcomb of Locked On Orioles about that. Like, mm-hmm. let's just roar these guys up once again. I mean, that was prime time baseball was the steroid era, and that's what everyone remembers. That's when baseball was at its peak. But now, if you combine the steroid era with what pitchers are doing right now, just think about the fireworks that we've seen because we know that, you know, we've talked a lot about the three true outcomes increasing in baseball. So that could be a real a balancing act when you in you know putting the steroids back in baseball that could help maybe swing that pendulum back in the balance like you said but you did bring up the shift and i you know i don't know where you stand on the shift are you pro or anti-shift well i want to just address one thing before we get to the shift because i have some thoughts on that but there is i will acknowledge there is a major difference between the ways you doctor baseball and taking some form of anabolic steroid And the main difference is taking the steroids in that way is illegal. Okay. I could stand on the corner of the street here and I can drool all over my baseball and cover it in Vaseline and Mm -hmm. nobody can call a cop on me. Mm -hmm. All right. I'd be gross, but it would, there's nothing illegal about that. Nothing against the laws of the land. And I do think there is a different, and, and, and also the damage that your bo- happens to your body with anabolic steroids, as opposed to putting, you know, s- you know, spider stick or whatever the thing is on your fingers yeah. that, you know, nobody's going to the hospital because they have Vaseline on their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not for any baseball reason. And the fact of the matter is that uh, the thing that I brought up is that 
you have, I would feel better about the use of performance enhancing drugs if they were done in a way that is medically safe, not in a bathroom stall with A-Rod's cousin, but with <laughs> a doctor administering it. And and I think that, that if something along those lines can be done, that it's done safely and done with not in a back alley, but done, you know, with a sense of care that, you know, it could give it could give them a boost or give them or find a way to do it in a, in a healthy manner. Now about the shifts, it's funny. A lot of people will criticize the shifts, saying like, well, you know, that they're easy to beat or that, you know, when someone does hit a ground ball into the hole where a, a, like a third baseman or shortstop would have been in a normal alignment. They're like, ah, you see those, those, the shift numbers, they're, they're, yeah, they're full of it. Watch a game live. Mm. I saw a game, the only game I've been to since the pandemic hit was a game I went to with a dear friend of our family. We went to uh, an Oakland A's game. And it was the first time in a while I really was watching what happens on the shift from pitch to pitch from play to play. And because when you, most of the time when you're seeing a the game, it's from behind the pitcher towards the batter and you're not seeing where all the infielders are moving. It's kind of like if you watch a hockey game on TV, you're not seeing all the shift changes and the, the formations. And you really see how many times all right, they're going to run over here. They were playing the Angels in the game. And he's like, okay, although the, we're going to move the, the fielders over here. And then the Angels batter hit it exactly there. Or, or you saw that this person was pushed over there and the second base had to take two steps to pick it up. Mm-hmm. They work. Teams don't do it because they don't work. Mm-hmm. And the only time people pick out when they are, you know, when someone beats the shift with a grounder, well, that's the outlier. Mm. You're we're picking you're cherry picking the outlier mm. instead of seeing how many times it does work. Sully and I will continue our conversation about the pace of play, but first I want to talk to you guys about Stat Hero because do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the players in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked down in there. How did you hear about his box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Let's get back to the pod. Wait, I Sully, was... I got to stop you real quick because yeah. this, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this conversation just feels so reminiscent. If you were just to argue about the anti-DH, if you were like anti-DH, mm-hmm. universal DH, it feels like the same argument almost like to pick out the outliers, to, to only focus. Oh, I... on... oh, you, you, you're, you you're getting, you're getting to me that I enjoy uh, I like the what happens when the pitcher gets a hit. Mm-hmm. And I do know it's an outlier, but I think it's fun <laughs> when it's an outlier. And you could point out that it's fun when someone beats the shift for the same reason. Uh, I think what I, I like in baseball, I think the three most boring things to happen in baseball in some ways are a walk, a strikeout, and a homer mm-hmm. because there is no action on the field when that happens. A dribble or ground ball, most of the time they pick the ball up, they throw it to first, it's an out, but there is the possibility of a booted ball, uh, you know, uh, someone falling asleep and like not realizing how many outs there are, errors, and or you could have the like that bananas play between Pittsburgh and Chicago when what, what was it? Uh, who was it that ran? Was it uh, Baez? Baez. That's thank you. Baez, for reasons unknown to anybody, when he ran back home, why the Pittsburgh Pirates first baseman didn't just run up and step on first end mm-hmm. the inning. Instead, it turns into an end of a Benny Hill episode. That it's just it just turns something crazy. I like when things are unpredictable on the field and when the ball is hit into play, there's the chance of something unpredictable. The one thing I would want, uh, the one rule change that I would have no problem seeing with regarding the shift. Mm -hmm. And I've said this on the podcast before is I would have a line from home plate, basically into center field. And when the pitcher comes to the set, there has to be two infielders on either side of the line. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, they could be hugging that line, and when the pitcher lets go of the ball, they could make a break for it either way. So it kind of looks like an option play or something like that in football. But I'm all for if they said, look, these shifts are are cutting down the potential of balls being hit into the outfield or balls getting through and action taking place. And I would listen to that, say, okay, then have two infielders on – there has to be two infielders on either side, otherwise, you know, it's it's no pitch, um, or it's a automatic ball. I I haven't, I haven't worked out all the kinks on that, but shifts work. There's a reason teams do them. Uh, I, I'm I I'm for anything that increases balls hitting to play. I am for anything that increases the on the field action. To me, the most exciting play in baseball is the inside the park home run. Mm. That to me, when 
when they round, when they get to third and you realize, oh, they're going for it. There's a certain amount of height and like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, that, that to me, when a ball is going this way, the runners are going that way. That to me is the, like, to me, the, the most, one of the most exciting plays I ever witnessed as a fan on, on, on television was Griffey running from first in off the Edgar Martinez double to, to finish the 95 division series. When, when Griffey hit third and it was clear he was going to go for it, the, the, the electricity, you can feel the palpable excitement. And that to me is more exciting than if Edgar Martinez hit one that cleared the wall. Because mm-hmm. once it cleared the wall, the action's over. Mm-hmm. And so I'm for anything that increases the speed and increases the, the, the excitement of what's on the base path. There's something I want to bring up here. Okay. This may not be on the list, but I think it ties to it a little bit. There's so much emphasis is being placed on how do we reduce the time of the game. Mm-hmm. Pace of play and time of game are not synonymous. Mm-hmm. It's like I have uh, Goodfellas is what two hours and two hours and thirty minutes, two hours and forty minutes. Never seen it. Can't say it's the most. It's one of the most intense movies, and it to me it feels like it's ten minutes long. It just flies. Mm-hmm. I've seen some ninety-minute movies where I'm constantly checking my watch, and one is an hour longer than the other. The pace of play is the amount of action that's on the field as opposed to non-action. And virtually every trend that we've seen in baseball over the last bunch of years, which have all been statistically correct, have been designed to slow the pace of play down. Dragging out at-bats, grinding out pitches, grinding out walks, not swinging early, bringing in multiple relievers because you got to, once you face the order one time and you bring in another reliever and you, and you know, I think that a team should lose a draft pick if they take a pitcher out with two outs and nobody on, you know, it's sort of like, let the pitcher finish the inning, two outs, mm-hmm. nobody on. He's going to make a pitching change. Okay. You don't get the pick in the first round. There's a, we're going to, we got to, there has to be a penalty for making a pitching change with two outs and nobody on. And all of these changes are all statistically intelligent and every single one of them slows the game down. And so you could do all the, the, you know, we're going to try to reduce this commercial break or we're going to have you go ball four and, you know, just point to first base instead of throwing the four pitches. Great. The rest of the game has been grinding down to a halt. And, Unless you address those things, those elements, then you're going to continue to see a slow pace of play. I'm working on a book project about the 1972 postseason for because I think it's the single most fascinating postseason that's ever been played in the history of baseball. And along the way, I've rewatched several of those games, and it is startling how much faster the games are. How many times – well, first of all, because – like another thing that has been reduced is stolen bases have been shunned. Mm-hmm. So when someone's on first, there's not that excitement of, are they going to go? Are they going to go? I mean, as a child of the eighties where they were running rampant, I mean, the, the Cardinals are, were just 
like 30 steals meant you're fifth or sixth on the team, you know, that they would have, you know, Vince Coleman stealing a hundred and Ozzie Smith stealing a pile of them and Lonnie Smith and Willie McGee and Tom Herr and all those guys just, they were like jackrabbits. And so, you know, when one of them or Tim Raines or obviously Ricky Henderson or, you know, Brett Butler, when he was with the Giants, when one of those guys got on base, there's a little bit of, are they going to go? Are they going to go? Are they going to go? You know, uh, Gary Pettis was another one. Are they going to go? Are they going to go? And now the answer is no, they're not. You know, Ricky Henderson would be stealing 30 bases a year now if he was playing now. And when you take away the excitement of, you know, ball four and like, okay, now what's going to happen? Are they going to, you know, you're, you're removing that, which is probably statistically smart to do, but it also is like, all right, but I kind of liked it. It was fun. It made the game a little more interesting and it forced the pitchers to throw strikes. And you saw, as I was saying, those 72 games, you saw a lot of people swinging early trying to get hits, no, not as many people grinding out at bats and grinding out at bats is really smart. And these were not teams that the, the, the Reds and the A's in those who played in the world series that year, they were not throwing complete games. There was not one complete game thrown in that world series, but you know, they were always quick to go to the bullpen, but the game just moved faster. And Again, I'm not trying to be grumpy old man Sully. What I'm trying to do is saying, let's look at some of the things that made the pace of those games faster and see if we can adhere to those. Yeah, because we definitely got to get more action in the game. I agree with you there. You said you were pro runs, pro pro more action. So I guess that means you're pro universal DH because as fun fun as it is to see a pitcher hit, if you want more action, more runs, you got to get a guy like Big Poppy up there at the plate instead of, you know, Bumgarner's great. He's a great pitcher hitter, but come on now. He's only batting 150, so we got to get the universal DH rule back in baseball. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Don't forget to go to BetOnline because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. And don't forget to get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Baskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. You'll hear me and Sully talk some more about ways we can improve the game of baseball. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!